I don't even listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. Before we begin, just want to remind you to like, subscribe, follow wherever you listen to us so you don't miss any episodes or bonus stuff that we do. I'm Sandra. I'm Carly. And we got another voicemail. Yay! Yay! Voicemail! <laughs> Which was in no part thanks to me bugging somebody. <laughs> But I'll get into that in a minute. So we got we got another voicemail, and it is from the lovely um, runaway dreamer, who I've mentioned endlessly on this podcast. She's my new hyperfixation. She's <laughs> she's up there with supernatural now. She knows this. She knows this. this is not news. But she actually, I saw this fic. So I don't know if you saw it when it was like being posted to Ao3, Sandra. Mm-mm. But I saw it, mm-hmm. and it, the, the the tags intrigued me. I was mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah, no, really. But it was still being posted. And I try not to read things that are works in progress because I am the biggest hypocrite. And I get really, I don't get mad, but I'm like, nobody's going to read this until it's finished when I have to post multi-chapter works. But I do it. I'm the worst. So I kind of like, I kept looking at it and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like, I just, I just put it out of my mind. It like finished it finished getting posted so it stopped showing showing up regularly mm. you know like when you go to your like search the fix on supernatural whatever mm-hmm. i just put it out of my mind and then me and dreamer exchange um fix all the time she is a winces gal like i am so she's like you should read this and you should read this and you should read this she's amazing i don't send back half as many fix to her as she sends to me but she sent me this one and she's like you like you got to read Pine Sweat. It's got the fic is called Pine Sweat, but we'll get into that. She's like, you got to read it. It's so good. It's long, but it's so so worth it. And I was like, okay, I, I, I looked at it. I didn't realize it had been finished. Blah 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 blah. So I read Pine Sweat. I was blown away. That is where this story was gonna end. And then we got our last voicemail from the lovely Jensen fan. And I had said to Dreamer, I was like, so what's this voicemail? Blah blah blah. Um, and she. She was more took by the idea that she could recommend fix to us than anything else. So she's like, how do I recommend that you read Pine Sweat? How, how do I recommend that you do an episode? And I was like, I sent her the link because I'm a sarcastic asshole. And I was like, leave us a voicemail and we'll do it. And I was I was only kidding with her. I, I was going to bring Pine Sweat to the next cannon fodder that me and Sandra did anyway. But she took she took up the challenge and she left us a voicemail. So thank you very much, Dreamer. Please leave us voicemails. We get stupid hypes about it. And we like exchange personal messages and stuff like, oh, that's so much voicemail. So just send us voicemails, guys. We really like them. You don't have to, you don't even have to give us a fic recommendation. Just tell us that you like what we're doing. And we're not just yelling into the void of the internet. Uh, I thought I'd lost you for a minute then. You were so silent. I was just letting you go. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I, t- I tell you, give me a chance to talk about my hyperfixations, be they shows, people, mm-hmm. the fucking cat, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. So, all that to say, Dreamer, we got your voicemail. We're going to discuss Pine Sweat. Hey guys, can I wreck you a fic? It's called Pine Sweat and it's by Apple Crumbledore on AO3. 
it was just recently completed and it's a long one, but it's everything a great Wednesday should be, in my opinion. It's angsty, feely, funny, and super hot. I'd love to hear what you guys think of it. Okay, that's all. Keep up the awesome work. Bye. And it's it's a pretty pretty beefy fic. So normally we try and do cannon fodders, um, you know, like two, but it, it's pretty beefy. It needed its, it needed its own episode. So do you want me to just keep going? Or are you you planning to jump in at any point? Or are you just going to let me keep, um, keep digging this hole? Well, so <laughs> so I got so once we got the recommendation from Dreamer, you were like, oh yeah, this is one she's already recommended to me. And, you know, I knew it was, I, I knew just by the fact that it was Dreamer and you, that it was going to be Wincest. So I was like, okay. And, you know, I, I do appreciate our, a, a good Wincest fic. So uh, I saw how long it was. And I was like, oh God, I'm like, okay, this, this is going to take me a while to read because I don't read as fast as Carly does. So I was pretty much hooked by really the first couple pages when I started reading it and I really liked it. I loved it. It's, it's, it's a really, I have to go here's see now here's where I'm bad. I have to go into AO3 and we do this right now. And I have to kudos this thing because I read it on, I read it on my Kindle. So I got to go all the way down to the bottom. Me kudos it right now. Kudos there. It's kudos, but it doesn't need any kudos because I mean, it does need all the kudos, but this fic is doing phenomenally. It's got, it hasn't even been out two months yet. Like in terms of completion, it's got 16,000 hits, 169 bookmarks, 843 kudos, 450 comments from the notes that I was reading by the author, which is Apple. Do we say it? Apple Crumbledore? Do we, do, do we give them the shout out we yet? Didn't, no. Okay. We didn't. So it's by Apple Crumbledore. And again, we'll link it. Um, in the description so that everybody else can just bathe in the gloriousness of this of this fic. It looked like it had been something that the author had been working on since August of last year. I believe this author actually did the same thing and completed (laughs) (laughs) the entire thing or was close to completing before they decided to release the fic, I think weekly, like you said. So it started mm-hmm. in March, ended in in May. I would not have seen this. Um, this would not have been th- something that would have come up on my radar because I don't search. I don't search for this stuff primarily. Um, I'm more a dean, dean reader, dean OFC. Who's going to have that? Who's going to have those listeners' backs? <laughs> I just jump completely onto the Wincess train. <laughs> I didn't say you had to jump onto the Wincess train. I just said I'm hanging on though. Should... I'm like I'm I'm debating on, but no, I I enjoy the the authors and writers that do such an amazing job with this with this pairing and this and this ship. So I, you do a great job. Well, Dreamer's amazing. It's just it's just awesome. Like there's just so many great great writers that that partake in this um it is yeah i figured out that i basically just yelled at you and threw wincest in your face until you were like well guess i like wincest <laughs> even back when we first started this podcast you were like oh no i like i like hat stuff i mean back when we first started this podcast i still i still wrote hat stuff and, mm-hmm. and primarily read hat stuff 
but you were like no i like i like head stuff and now you're like i like gotta talk about this 100k wincess fake y'all it's fucking awesome I think the, I mean, I think the stuff that like I sometimes occasionally I read and it was very rarely because it was just like, and I, I still will, if, if I think it's a, it's a really good one and I get, I get a recommendation is, um, I've, I've read a few Destiels. I actually read a Destiel time travel one that I had recommended. I think when we did a Destiel uh, episode for Destiel fanfic, oh, the yeah, same kind yeah. of thing, yeah. um, a time travel one. So I think it really depends on. It really depends on the storyteller. If the storyteller's great, I think Amazing. I'll read pretty much yeah. anything, you know? Um, so I don't but think she I has have, to read yeah. my stuff because it'd be awkward otherwise. Mm, but I loved, as much as I hated, I also loved Demonic Junkies in that love-hate way. So, you know, it's waiting waiting to see how that one pans out, Carly. No, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, friend. You and me both. You have to read my Wednesday stuff because it would be awkward if you didn't. Because I am around to go, Sandra, did you read? And if you go, no, I'm going to be sad. No, I, I read all of your things. I just don't read them. I don't read them <laughs> as punctually as I should. We we talk about this a lot. Oh, Carly, Carly reads voraciously and I am not... I'm not the speediest of readers. I have like a ritual of like when I will read and it's usually when I'm in bed. So if I'm not trying to write something, then I'll read. And this, this pine sweat one, because I knew we were going to talk about it. I wanted to actually be prepared. So I started reading and I was like, okay, this is not going to be at all difficult, you know, to, um, Mm -hmm. to get through. So I had some notes, thoughts, um, I'm sharing them on the screen with Carly right now, but I was not informed that we no, bring notes. No, you didn't Nobody have to. Told me. I did this. What I did was when I, when I wrote my notes down, it was actually right before I was getting ready to start the penultimate chapter in, in this, because I was like, I've got to get some thoughts down. Cause as I kept reading it, you know, there's so many great lines by this author. There's an amazingly detailed plot which is already difficult when you're dealing with time travel. It mm. makes sense though, but there is a time travel thingy that in my brain is it's starting to break when I started thinking about it again a little bit today, but we might talk about it. We might not, I might not remember. And you know what I just figured out? It's called pine sweat. Mm-hmm. I just realized it's about pining also. Like I just thought it was like pines, like pine trees, but it's like pine sweat. So like Dean's uh-huh. pining. I just got that like an hour ago. I was like pine sweat. <laughs> okay, now I get it. I was thinking it's because they were in the forest, pine sweat, but it's that other thing. So great, great for me. It's it takes me a while, but sometimes <laughs> I'll get it. But there's a alternating POV, more Sam than Dean. I think Dean's maybe mm-hmm. only got three or four chapters. I think in total, that's from his yeah. POV. Uh, the rest is Sam. Very happy that there was a happy ending, um, which there needs to be when yes. you're dealing with all of this madness that is the boys' lives, angel fuckery, uh, again, time travel, camping. There's all the great smut stuff that happens in it. When you first started reading it, what what kind of sucked you in like the most with this, with this particular fic? It's it's just it's just the writing. There's mm-hmm. no, yeah. I mean, the, the summary, the summary got me. And like mm-hmm. I said, I kept seeing it and I was like, you know, 
Mm-hmm. But it was mm-hmm. it wasn't finished. It kept getting bigger and bigger, and I was like, mm. mm-hmm. but um, I, the summary the summary is just a few lines, and I mean, I, I defy anybody who is into Winces not to be drawn in by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam watched Dean hack up firewood with his hatchet. The magically induced heat wave had his shirt soaked with sweat. Did you ever have a um, experimental phase? Sam smacked his lips, trying to think of a diplomatic way to phrase it. That kid by which I mean you, has been staring at me kind of a lot. That's a quote mm-hmm. from the text. And then Sam and Dean get sent back to 1996 and go on a hunt with their teenage selves. The kids don't know who they are. I mean, come on now. Yeah. That's, en- yeah. that's engaging as fuck. That's, yeah. that's a hook right there. Yeah. But no, as soon as, as soon as I got into it and I started reading it, the writing just... Mm-hmm. It it really grabs you and doesn't let go, and it like it just hurls you straight in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and you kind of. So I suppose the basic the basic premise is, um, I guess we should 2000... say too like uh, uh, we're we're really suggesting that you read this first. Like if you if you haven't read yeah. this, read this first, then come back to us gushing over this because. I can't talk about this without spoiling it. So just like off the yeah. bat right now, like there's no, no way to talk. So read it, then come back and listen. If you, if you yeah. really want to read this fic. <laughs> go, go read it now. We'll wait. Okay. You don't. Okay. Great. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Cause that's good. Cause then they could, whoever is listening can pause for as long as they need to mm-hmm. and then come back. Mm-hmm. So the, the, prem- the, the premise is 2009 Samadine which is, as Sandra has in her notes, it's season five, Supernatural, but it's before before Sam and Dean go to heaven yeah. and meet up with Ash and have the uh, have the little dollar soulmates, which then never gets brought up for like 10 more seasons. Mm-hmm. Fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Whatever, let's not get into, let's not get into that. So mm-hmm. they go, they get, they get sent back by forces unknown to 1997. Mm-hmm. And when they get to 1997, they're like, what the 1996. fuck 1996. Is it six? Ninety-six. Seven. Yeah. Nope. Ninety-six. It is. Nope. I'm adding years on. I'm adding years, and I'm borrowing from other places. I'm adding years on. So yeah, ninety-six. And they, um, you know, they kind of just like wake up, just like in the in the middle of nowhere. So they're like, well, we better find you know civilization. And the first sort of place that they come to, they find nineteen ninety-six. Sam and Dean. I think they're like sparring in the in the backyard. Yeah. Um, and they're like. Oh my god, that's us. Mm-hmm. So the best thing that the um I'm just gonna call them season five, Sam and Dean and uh baby Sam and Dean, because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll confuse myself with the with the dates of the one. Mm-hmm. The best thing that season five Sam and Dean can think to do is to wait for because obviously the kids' teenagers, I think Dean is 17 and mm-hmm. Sam is 13. Mm-hmm. It's to wait for them to leave on and then break into the house. Mm-hmm. And the way that they choose to do this, because they have nothing. Mm-hmm. They've been transported in their sleep from a motel. So they don't have any gear with them whatsoever. No guns, no lock picking. So it's hot. I can't remember where. I think they're in California, but it's a, a huge, huge it's different. Part of yeah, wherever fish. it is, it's just the absolute opposite of like in terms of yeah. cold, heat, like where they were at, where they're where they're where they've been transported situation. Yeah. So wherever they were. It's fucking freezing cold, and now they're in. I'm I'm ninety percent sure it's California, and okay. it's fucking hot. Mm-hmm. So they wait for for John, 
and the kids to leave and they break into the, the house. And the method by which they do this is Sam decides that he's just going to take his shirt off, wrap it around his fist and put his fist through the glass in the door. This works out great. They get into the house and come face to face with John with the shotgun. <laughs> so their first introduction is Sam shirtless, you know, his hands in the air going, it's definitely not what it looks like. But John kind of, they, they end up going for a beer with John and like, season five sam gets like really shitty mm-hmm. and they figure out where they are and they remember what they did which is that john goes off to hunt i think it might be a chimera i guess a... but john yeah in 96 yeah. john goes mm-hmm. he leaves the boys in this like rented house and he goes to fight to kill a chimera whatever it is while john is gone baby sam and dean attempt a hunt of their own mm-hmm. And it goes wrong. Sam ends up with heat stroke. They don't get the monster. Lots of people die. So season five, Sam and Dean figure out that that's what's happening. And they're like, you fuck this up, basically. We know what you're going to do. You fuck this up. And they're trying, obviously, older Sam and Dean know that it's them. But younger Sam and Dean don't know that these two guys that broke into this house are them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they kind of, kind of lie and be like oh yeah no we you know just kind of fudge the truth a little bit and they're like look if you're going to do this we're going to come with you and they're all going to go and go on this hunt while john is gone and they're going to go and and kill the monster so basically they're trying to figure out why they were sent back and they're thinking the reason that they're that they've been sent back by whoever for whatever reason is to right this wrong and save these people that's what their initial thought process is for this and it's some yeah. kind of a they're they're thinking they're saying it was a demigod. It's some kind of a creature that is almost like a tree, from what Sam yeah. had talked about, a boreal or something like that. I think was the name of it. They, yeah. Baby Sam and Dean thought it was a forest nymph, and then Sam and Dean, with their memories, are like, oh no, it was a it was a an arboreal demigod, and you know shit got real real fucking fast, mm-hmm. and you didn't you didn't get the monster and like a lot of people died. Mm-hmm. So baby Sam and Dean are still gung ho about going on this hunt and they're, they're, you know, Billy badass and they can do it and they don't need dad, blah, 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 blah. So Sam and Dean are like, you're fucking idiots, but all right, we'll go with you. Mm-hmm. And they, they make them, they make them take actual, you know, like camping supplies and tents and things like that. And they, it's up a mountain, which is mm-hmm. very symbolic, of course. Mm-hmm. And they load up and they set off hiking up this mountain this is primarily where all of the rest of the story takes place is them hiking up this mountain there's friction obviously between especially younger dean is pretty mad about all this kind of stuff and they're still even as they set off on this trip they're still trying to keep who they really are under wraps I can't. Mm-hmm. I genuinely, it's been longer for me than it is for Sandra. I cannot remember what they tell them in terms of why they know who they are and what they're doing. Can't remember. I know. I think they actually do tell them in the beginning. I think they do say that they're from. No, not until because um, it's the amulet. Once John leaves and they're they're talking to the kids, they actually do tell the kids that they're from the future. They don't tell them that they're. Sam and Dean. They tell them they're from the uh, hunters from the future. They said they know about the 
They said they know about all the stuff. So they have the information on it. So that's how they, and then they have to prove, like they have to pull stuff out of their pockets or stuff that they have to show them, you know, that it's from, they're from the future for whatever reason they're coming back to. I just wanted to dial it back a little bit and talk about the descriptions of younger Sam and younger Dean and how yeah. seeing themselves from the outside, right? Like, and, and Sam, Sam clocks it first, right? Sam, Sam gets that it's them first. I think he recognizes Dean's, um, Dean's shirt and different things like that. And he's like, you know, dude, that's us. And he's like, no, Dean's like, I never look like that. He's like, you look like that till you were like 20. <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, you know, you, you look like that. And Sam's very, Sam's very wiry, not quite, you know, not quite as tall as Dean yet, but he's getting, he's getting up there. Mm. He's got the, I think he's got the, he's got all the, he's, he's got the hair, but not like the hair, hair, like he, he eventually has, but I think he's got the bangs and stuff. I just don't think it's as, it's as much as it is in season five or getting to that point. I think I can't remember for sure. Yeah. The endearing qualities that they see the, the immediate, like wanting to like they're annoyed by themselves, but they also want to take great care of them. Like, and there's just, they, they see these little moments with them together that kind of make them soft. And I think thinking about the relationship, especially Sam, because all of this from the beginning is from Sam's, Sam's perspective and how very close they are, like, and, and in terms of like physically close, like there's a physicality that's not something that, you know, they, they kind of just, they clock it right away. And I, I think even in when they wake up, tell me if I'm wrong, but when Sam wakes up in the very beginning, isn't he close to Dean? Uh, or is that does that happen later? I feel like in the very mm-hmm. beginning, he's close no, to No, they're him. on the ground. Yeah, but they're yeah. but they're like close to each other. There's like this, which is kind of difficult to. I guess reconciled too, because Dean, you know, Dean's mad at him because it's all the stuff that's been going on with Lucifer getting broken out. And I think the way they're talking about the storyline, this isn't soon after, this is pretty soon after Dean was sent back, was sent to the future in like the end episode in like, I guess 20, so it's 2009, 2014. So they're still trying to, get past whatever, you know, distrust or just, they're not talking. It's, it's not as comfortable as it was before. So they get to see the young Sam and Dean and how they're interacting. I just, I loved seeing how, cause we've made mention of this too, like, or a lot of people have how Dean just has a different way of dealing with kids and it's, you see it. Yeah right away. And he just kind of like goes into that mode. And even though he's like annoyed, you definitely see how much more he's wanting to take care of Sam, make sure Sammy's okay. Uh, that just inherent thing just kicks in, even if, even though it's, there's two Sams, but he's going to, it's not, it's not the right Sam. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's going to, he's still going to want to take care of both of them. And young Dean, I think tries to play it off as very cocksure and just like, you know, he's got it under control, but he's also just very caring for Sam in that very older brother, younger brother pain in the ass kind of way. And I liked reading about the older Sam and Dean reaction to 
the younger Sam and Dean in the beginning. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of, in yeah. the beginning, there's a lot of, we were never like, shut up, mm-hmm. we didn't do that. We mm-hmm. were, no, shut up. Mm-hmm. I didn't look like that. You look like that, but I didn't. It, yeah. You know, there's a lot of, which I imagine a lot of us would go through if you could go back mm-hmm. and see yourself, you know. Yeah, because the other person that you're with more years. often than not, yeah. you know, that person's going to know what you look like a lot better than you will because you don't, you know, you're not going to be looking at yeah. yourself in the mirror, you know, all the time. So because they spent the most time with each other, like once once Sam is like, dude, that's you, then, you know, Dean looks at young Sam is like, that's you. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, it's, it's that familiarity and seeing the little quirks that the boys do or, or their personalities and seeing how they kind of started in young Sam and Dean and continues um, with the boys. So yeah, this mirror, looking back like crazy funhouse mirror thing is, is it's quite interesting. And the author did a really good job of making you understand who was talking when, you know? So they yeah. really made the point of like saying younger Sam, younger Dean, Sam, younger Sam got called Sammy a lot. So there was that distinction. As well. Which can I say? Yeah. Can I say I really, I really love that because mm-hmm. it's 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 easy to draw a distinction between a younger and older Sam just by that, just by mm-hmm. Sam and Sammy. The authors even adjusted the dialogue to be like the similarities, and you can go, oh yeah, that's Dean. That's totally something Dean would say. But it's you know, it's it's said with, with wisdom, mm-hmm. or it's said in a younger manner, you know. It's it's never ambiguous who is talking and who they're talking to, mm-hmm. which I imagine with two of the same characters, yeah. that's quite difficult. I struggle yeah. with dialogue between two people. Yeah. Never mind four and they're the same goddamn people. Yeah. And especially in the moments when you've actually got like a young Sam and Sam talking like off together or, you know, you've got the the different pairings that go like, you know, a young, a young Dean with older Dean. But yeah, there's the author's just I, I I've got to find out more out about this author because this this is just like it's just exquisite. It's it is really good writing. It's really good writing. But yeah, that was that was the thing that I think drew me in first was like, oh, this is so cool. Like I I do enjoy time travel, even though it makes my head hurt. But I like the idea of them getting a chance to go back and interact with themselves. And mm seeing that sort of like do they do they have the same like are they still as hard on themselves as you know like looking outside in do they get to see what you know what they're going through a little bit more maybe have a little bit more compassion turns out dean doesn't (laughs) um but yeah so there's all that so they're going out they're going out on this hunt so for for a while oh and then the basic premise of the the god the demigod is that as they get closer and closer to wherever the God is up at the top of the mountain, they're going to be affected by sort of different, I don't know, what would you call it? Just uh, sensory auras, auras kind of. or something circles where yeah. like one, one is like it's intoxication, drought. drought so the, uh, the, the first, the first, what the first one is, is, is drought. So they stop feeling hungry and mm-hmm. thirsty and mm-hmm. Sam and Dean remember this mm-hmm. from their memories. And that, that is what causes the initial hunt in 96 to go so wrong, is that Sam and Dean aren't, because they don't know that it's a it's a um a pagan god, so they don't register 
mm-hmm. that they're not eating and drinking and Sam becomes very unwell and they have to abandon it and Sam ends up in the hospital. It's like a whole thing. So the first the first one is drought and there's and there's lust. Lust, intoxication. And there's intoxication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is one more, but I can't I can't remember. Is it like I don't know, it might be maybe anger. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I don't think no, so. no, there's there oh, is, is there is that is in there, there too, I think. One? Yeah. 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 I know into intoxication is the last one and drought is the first one. And the other two is like, you know, anger and lust. So mm-hmm. Sam like, old older Sam and Dean, season five Sam and Dean are very clear. Like this is gonna be what's happening, but we're gonna, you know, like we're gonna set timers on our watches and we're gonna keep drinking and it's blah 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 blah. And like I said, they took the kids to a proper store and bought like tents and camping gear. Mm-hmm. So they'd be proper, more prepared. Yeah. 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 They were like, we're going to get to the top of the mountain and we're going to do the thing. We're going to, because they assume that that's what they're there for, that, you know, this hunt mm-hmm. went so wrong and a lot of people died. So they must be there to, to fix it, to make it go right. <laughs> this is, this is all fine in theory. And where it starts to go wrong is season five, Sam just catches Dean watching him, looking at him. Sam obviously comes out. He used his shirt to wrap his hand when he punched through the door. So he's kind of just been wandering around shirtless for a little while. <laughs> so if Dean catches him coming out of the bathroom after a shower and he's like, do you have like a, a, a shirt I could borrow? Completely forgetting that he's, you know, so many years older and nothing that Sam and Dean own are going to fit him. So mm-hmm. he kind of drops himself in it there and he's like, oh, your dad, maybe? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. fuck. But he catch, catches Dean eyeing him up and this keeps happening, mm-hmm. which leads us back to the summary of going, did you have a, like a, a a thing? Like, phase, yeah. Yeah. yeah we, what? He keeps looking at me. And Dean, Dean blusters over this, of course, and is just like, nope, what? No, shut up. What? Mm-hmm. They don't, he doesn't know it's me. What? what? Mm-hmm. But this keeps happening. And then they're going up the mountain and they get caught out. Mm-hmm. So Dean had taken his ring, uh, season five, Dean took his ring off, tucked his amulet under his shirt. He's not Dean, he's Tom, I think. Yeah. Tom, they're, yeah. They're Tom he, and he Mark. makes a comment about it that he's like, thanks for, thanks for calling me Tom. <laughs> so I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there, Dean's washing up in the creek. There's always a creek on a mountain, isn't there? <laughs> a mountain without a creek. So they just spawn where mountains spawn, I think. But, you know, whatever. And Sam catches him. And Sam's like, that's my brother's amulet. Why do you have my brother's amulet? There's no way my brother would have given you yeah. that amulet. Yeah. Where did it come from? And like Sammy, like any 13-year-old, hollers for his brother who comes running and is like, that's my that's my necklace. What the fuck? He's like, what so happened Sammy, to me? What happened to me? And yeah. then I think it's Sam I'm, that I'm clocks dead. it, right? Yeah, Sam yeah. is the little Sammy clocks it. Yeah. So they get they get caught out. So they have to be like, all right, yeah, okay, we're you from the future. We don't know why we're here either. Sorry. But let's just crack on and get this shit done. So, of course, little Sammy is... Oh, my favorite. I love him. <laughs> He's like, can you tell us? What can you tell us? Yeah, what happens? To, yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, we can't. No, we're not. No, we're not. We'll break you. No, mm-hmm. we're not telling you anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they're, they're still making their way up the mountain. And it's, it's, a, it's a long track. I think it takes them like seven days to get to the top. One of my favorite things about it is the way that the author's particularly picking season five to set this up in. 
mm-hmm. is that season five, Sam and Dean are so fractured and they're so angry with each other. And then you put that next to baby Sam and Dean. And I think it just highlights the fracture all the more. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really good. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've got like season five, Sam and Dean, who are kind of like, you know, not really talking to each other and, you know, just kind of, kind of trying to avoid each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas obviously Dean is macho manning it all over the place, looking after his brother and, and yada, yada, yada. And it's, it's, it's really, it really, it's really compelling. It really yeah. draws you in. Yeah. So like, it's, it's very rare that I find a fic that I'm like, came for the plot, stayed for the pawn. You know, I'm mm-hmm. always like, I came for the pawn and I hung around for the plot. Mm-hmm. I think I would have read this had there been no pawn whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was, I, I was totally would've. like, was like, I, it, that, that to me, I mean, it was great and amazingly written, but I would have, I would have read this without that too because I think it was so good it was just such a good story and so I mean we just keep saying that but there's a part when all of all of the pieces start to fall into place about them explaining who they are where you you get to see that Dean is whittling something and I loved this so much because when when the pieces started popping in little by little and they started like talking about that it was going to turn into this dog. And I was like, what the hell is up with this dog? And then tying this back into a time travel situation where that becomes Sam's dog. And Sam's, Sam makes reference to this dog. They like, it, it's, it's a great little piece about like all the little things you pick up as a kid. Somebody else is just kind of like throwaway stuff. And he mentions a whole, like he mentions a, crossword puzzle book that, you know, wasn't filled out very well by the former owner and different things like that. And then he mentions like a little wooden dog that he had. And as the story goes on, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but there's one scene where Dean's like whittling and I think it's his POV, but I don't know for sure. But Sam says to him, oh, that looks like the dog that I had. And Dean doesn't remember, you know, this dog. And he's like, you had a dog like this? He's like, yeah, I don't remember it. And Sam's like, oh, whatever. That becomes a thing later on. And I love those little, I love those little parts and the fact that one of the chapters is labeled the fat dog at the very end. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, it, it sort of ties everything together, but in such a heartbreaking way as well for mm-hmm. um, the younger Sam and Dean. So it's around this time. It's not, they're not in the intoxication phase. I mean, they're not in the lust phase yet, right? They're in still in the drought phase and mm-hmm. young Dean goes, I can't remember why, but goes to talk to Sam in private. And yeah. do you want to say, do you want to explain what happens in, in this, <laughs> in this part? Yeah. 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 So Sam, Sam's been clocking young Dean, you know, eyeballing him all over the show and and you know, not like suspiciously, like very much with lost eyeballing him. And like Sandra says, I also can't remember why, but it, it, it ends up that the young Sam and uh, no young Dean and all the there's too many Sam and Deans keep trying to bloody out. Yeah. That young Dean and older Sam end up having a conversation. And that is the point when Dean loses 
103% of his shit. And he just, just has like a breakdown and kisses older Sam. You know? And older Sam is like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And Dean is like, I, I'm sorry, you're just so big. I what? Sorry. Sorry, sorry. And Sam storms off and Dean goes back and older Dean sort of collars younger Dean and is like, what the fuck did you do? Mm-hmm. So I think that might be like the next morning because I think Sam comes back and he's like extra weird with older Dean. I think it happens immediately after. I think I think what happens is they can't, Sam doesn't come back. Um, but I think young Dean comes back and he starts apologizing. Dean does. And he says, mm. he says, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, and you know, and Sam keeps saying to him, you've got to believe me. I'm your brother. And he's like, I know. And he, you know, he's like, yeah. So then he goes back. I'm, I'm trying to like skip. I'm trying to find it. So this is, this is where it becomes Dean's, Dean's point of view. Young Dean comes in to the campgrounds. He's like, we've got to talk now. And yeah, he's basically tells him, I fucked up. He I up. fucked up yeah, really bad. He's like, what sorry. did you do? And he's like, you know, I kissed him. And Dean was like, mine. <laughs> and <laughs> young yeah. Dean is like yours. And he's like, immediately, like, I could feel how Dean's walls were just crumbling around him because everything that he talks about he's like i've been holding on to this and keeping this a secret for all this time and you, and you it. did this and yeah he's like you know and then he's like well how did he react like and then the next thing's like well how did he react and he's like well he just shoved me away and dean keeps saying stuff like i was careful i've been so fucking careful and so this is when you, I mean, of course, enlightenment, you know, you're realizing Dean has been dealing with this for a while. And the fact that he's been dealing yeah. with this at 17 starts to like really, just really kind of like messes with my head space too about, oh my gosh, how long has he been feeling this way? Yes. And yeah. how much as Dean do you know he's going to be killing himself over this? And yeah, I know everybody gets, there's a lot of people that just are just so opposed to Wincest, but I really think as we always talk about it, you've got to understand the context of this story and how great, um, and what I mean by great, I mean like grand and layered it is and the relationship between the brothers that it really they're so fucked up. Like there's like the, all their whole entire lives are just so fucked up and they need each other so badly. And they're intertwined so much that I don't think this is a hard thing to pull out of Canon. You know, it's, it's just no. not. Um, and Dean's love care purpose in life, you know, has been Sam and it didn't have to be this other part but in in this situation in this story he loves him and he's wanted him for a very long time and we're talking mm. you know this is a 17 year old dean and a 13 year old sam so that immediately you know i could totally see him struggling with himself so badly 
And yeah. they even talk about the things that he's done. He's tried to, he's looked into like, what did he call it? Conversion therapy and different things like that. Because he's like, I can't do this to Sam. I can't live like yeah. this. And because he's, he has not, he's not done anything to express his, these feelings to younger Sam. And then everybody else, but younger Sam is basically in on this knowledge for this story. And the basics is don't let, don't let Sammy find out. Sammy can't find don't out. Tell him. But, Which of course leads to a very, very frustrated Sammy, who is probably, even at 13, well used to being shot of conversations between Dean and John, mm-hmm. throwing quite a few bitch fits to the tune of, why are you avoiding me? Yeah. Which is endlessly adorable. Yeah. He is the cutest, the cutest. Yeah. yeah. And he's, you know, he's characterized so well in how, how smart he is, you know, mm-hmm. and... It's a cliche because we all we all know that Sam is smart and and Dean is smart as well, but you know it's it's the idea that that Sam's like the ideas man mm-hmm. and so Sam's got the map and the mm-hmm. compass or Sammy rather the baby, mm-hmm. whereas Dean's young Dean is just oh he's just trying to front everything and it's at times it's genuinely painful to read because mm-hmm. you just want to snuggle him up you yeah. just want to burrito him up in a big blanket like baby it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But his skill set, think, like you said, is is very different. So he's he's able to, yeah. you know, take up the slack in other areas too for that. And they just like they're complimenting each other, you know, present. You could see where all of that started. You can and see the yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The sparks of of so many different facets of their relationship. I gotta say though, you know, we'll we'll keep going over the plot, but in terms of characterization, it is my genuinely my favorite thing to watch young, uh, old, older Sam and Dean see Dean with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Sam's perspective, he's the little brother. Mm-hmm. Dean's always been a hero to him. Dean's always been this cocky, confident, swaggering, you know, just absolute badass. So for Sam to be the older one looking at this 17-year-old who is, you know, holding on to this mm-hmm. mask with you know, his fingernails trying to keep it together mm-hmm. and and be able to see that what he saw when he was younger yeah. was not the truth. Yeah. And then for Dean, obviously Dean knew what he was going through internally, but you always think you have it together externally, don't you? You're always yeah. like, nobody can tell. It's yeah. fine. Like, this is fine. This is fine. And he's looking at himself going, holy shit, everybody knew. <laughs> I'm a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so it's such an interesting idea to play with because you would never get the chance to go back and see 10 years yourself 10 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. You know? 10 years ago, what time of the year are we on? 10 years ago, my mum is about to get diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. in a few months. Mm-hmm. I thought that I held my shit pretty well but if I went back I bet I was like oh my god babe you were a mess mm-hmm. what the fuck yeah. and I just it's so because obviously Sam Sammy is he's only 13 mm-hmm. there's not not to say that there isn't a character to him but it's very he's 13 you know he's not he's not bearing the weight 
of the world on his shoulders in the same way that Dean always has done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So for Sam to be able to look back and see, see all the ways Dean was protecting him and Mm-hmm. there's slow revelations in in the story and and it's in this conversation too that you you understand from dean talking with dean that he still has feelings for sam this way but he not as often and he's able to kind of keep it in check a little bit more young dean asks him hopefully like you know does it get any better and he's like no it gets way it gets way way worse you know so yeah it's just like, you know, breaks his own heart. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I find it interesting that Dean is not as, he doesn't seem as careful with his own self. You know what I mean? As I feel like Sam mm. is with both of the boys. Cause I feel like he's even, he's, Sam is careful with Sammy just as he's careful with young Dean. And I think Dean is more like, it's your fault you should be able to keep this under control. You should be able to yeah. handle this. You couldn't even, you couldn't even make it two days <laughs> yeah. without. I have been dealing with this, this for years yeah. and you fucked it in less than a week. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? And I mean, Dean's anger, he doesn't stay angry with his younger self, but mm-hmm. he is, he is in the initial moment. And then his younger self keeps kind of be like, but why? Why? Yeah. What, what do you mean? I live with this for, you know, over a day. What are you? Why haven't we done anything? And Dean's yeah. like, because we fucking haven't. Mm-hmm. Because what if he says no? What yeah, if, no. You yeah. know, and that's that's Dean's whole thing that like he can't ask he this of dare, Sam. Yeah, and he wouldn't dare yeah. make the first move because he wouldn't want to deal with the consequences of what if it wasn't what he wanted, kind of a situation. And then this is when we get an indication that Zachariah comes in, the angel. And so then we start to know it's definite angel, angel intervention that they've, they've done this thing. The character, again, Zachariah is so on point in this, like the, it's perfect. You can just, you can hear him and his mannerisms and just, just small little things that just conjure up the character. And I was going to say two, two things happen and I can't remember which one happens first. But two things happen. They enter into the the lost aura circle, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Sam is with all this this new knowledge now, because he Dean won't talk to him about it. Just right. flat refuses to talk. So all Sam's going off is looking back at his memories with this new knowledge of Dean mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, was there a tell? Did he miss something? Mm-hmm. And he ends up, Sam and Dean, season five, Sam and Dean are sharing a tent and maybe Sam and Dean are sharing a tent as well. Sam ends up, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it's said somewhere that they kind of always end up cuddling if they Mm -hmm. have to share a space. Mm -hmm. So this happens and Sam, for whatever reason, I don't even think he's sure himself, just decides he's going to, he's going to go for it. He's woke up. He's kind of like, he he's the big spoon to Dean's mm-hmm. little spoon. And he's, he's just going to, going to go for it. Um, yeah. And he ends up jacking Dean off in the tent. Mm-hmm. And Dean is 110% into this, like mm-hmm. all the way into it. And then just refuses to speak to him afterwards. Mm-hmm. Just will not speak to him. Well, there's, 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 there's no conversation um, no. going on with it at all. And yeah, I think when, when Sam wakes up, Dean's 
not even in the tent. Um, yeah, Sam go. They go back to well. Sam goes back to sleep, mm-hmm. and Dean's gone when he wakes up, and he's like, "Dean, um, quick question." And Dean just, just will not engage with him, will not speak to him. Well, he blames it on that it's a lust. He said it's he, he's just yeah. like it's it's just it's just it's just a lust a circle. Just the, that we're the in. weird, the yeah. weird God stuff. Yeah, yeah, the the weirdness. And around around the same time, young Dean. It is young Dean, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Young Dean gets attacked by a cougar, mm-hmm. the, the feline variety, not a, not a middle-aged lady. <laughs> <laughs> the, the real the mountain lion, puma, cougar, whatever you want to call it. Them, the, the, the yelly things. The felines. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you're also a feline. Well, <laughs> and they, um, you know, gets, gets quite badly injured. So they're like, ah, fuck, right. Okay. So they try and bandage him up um, and try and keep going but the wounds faster mm-hmm. and there's infection and of all the things they picked to put the fucking star and they got this heavily stocked first aid kit they don't have antibiotics mm-hmm. no way to do this so they're like well we, we're gonna have to we're, we're gonna have to keep going we're just gonna have to hope he lives until we make it to the top mm-hmm. and then we'll bring him back down and take him to the hospital and then this this cabin appears out of nowhere sam and dean don't remember it it's not supposed to be there. It's mm-hmm. like a place out of time. So they decide they're going to stop at this cabin and get some rest. And it's got like fresh water and blah, 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 blah. And so these two things happen around the same time. And this is where Castiel comes into things. Mm-hmm. Dean's still not talking to Sam. Dean's still like, it's just the God thing. We're not talking about this. Blah, 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 blah. Obviously, young Dean is actively dying. So mm-hmm. young Sam is losing 104% of his shit. Mm-hmm. That it's a problem, and up until I think it's up until maybe before this, they got walkie talkies. Yeah, and Dean's heard Cass, mm-hmm. their Cass, two thousand and five Castiel, mm-hmm. on the walkie talkie, but he can't like it's not functioning properly. Yeah, you know, like it's not like Cass on the other hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they decide that they're gonna try. I think they decide they're gonna try and pray to Castiel. We can call me him heal Dean, but the Castiel they get. Is not their Castiel. Mm-hmm. It's 96 Castiel, who is in a female vessel, which I mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. I'm here yeah. for that. And yeah. it is all the characterization in this fic is fucking on point. Mm-hmm. So good. And it's it's season five. Yeah, it's like season four Castiel on steroids. So just right. like, why, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Why have you summoned me? You're not supposed to be here. What is this? Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, can you help? And she's like, he dies and then just leaves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then comes back a little while later and is like, I have been advised to heal the Winchester boy. Um, and they're like, You fuck it. Like, can you take us to the top? Can you fix this? Can you send us back? What is happening? And she's like, No, no, I will do they, I suppose. Mm-hmm. No, I, I will do none of these things. I was told to fix the boy and, and nothing else. Mm-hmm. So that deals with the Dean situation. It also raises a lot more questions because young Sam and Dean are like, What do you fucking mean? Angels are real. What mm-hmm. they don't say that it's I don't an angel think they yet. say it's an angel, yeah. 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 Before so in between before Cass when Cass shows up the first time and then before Cass comes back again is when you've got the they're they're in the cabin. Sam decides to take a bath in the outside tub. A ba- bath. Dean's out in picking wood. Outside. Dean's out grabbing wood and very, very, very glorious scene. And Dean chances upon Sam getting out. Yeah, now and the tub. Sam 
tries to push it a little bit, see if he can get, you know, a reaction or something out of him. Dean's very like all business, whatever. They get pissed off again at each other. Dean goes out to go chop some wood. Sam goes to find him. (laughs) And they have it out again. And then Sam makes the first move again. Mm -hmm. And in the process, Dean ends up blowing Sam. Um, it's super fucking hot. It is. Like we're not it doing is. it any justice no. whatsoever. No, because because you just need to read it because it's yeah, it's it's um, so good. it's amazing. It's amazing, and there's so many like parts to why like they they haven't kissed yet. You know, it's like that's a thing that's like that's harped on about is that they're 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 doing these other things, but they haven't done this one thing, even though they're like so close and. Like foreheads touching. Mm. They do forehead touching a lot, which just makes my heart hurt when they touch oh, their forehead yeah. so much. You know, young, young Sam and Dean do it, older Sam and Dean do it. And it's this, it's this it's constant, cute. like just Dean's trying so just hard. Kiss to you fools back, you know, like that kind of a thing yeah. too. And so they they know it's the lust. The lust thing has something to do with why why Sam just can't seem to like turn it off either like you know so they they know there's a part of that to it but it's like it's just like triggered all of these other things um yeah that for dean has have been dormant for so so very long too and again the not wanting to instigate the not wanting to do things first so sam is doing a majority of the instigating for a while yeah so then Cass comes back was told they were told i had to come back and heal this kid for whatever reason, heal young yeah. Dean, and then they continue on their journey. And on the journey, again, a lot of character stuff, but a lot more of Sam. Like, I liked Sam in this because he seemed so free in this situation. Like, he was just, mm. he was embracing and experimenting. And, you know, the fact that he'd never had thoughts about any other guy before like this like nothing nothing had ever been a thing and he assumes which i love he assumes dean has had experience because he's like yes. he's so good with he was so good at it he must have he must have dabbled in this stuff before and i think it's another one of their trysts like in the forest um dean's like seems like well you know i it's it's my first time yeah it's- sam's sam's gonna blow dean and he's yeah. like um you know, be, be be gentle with me. This is like this is my first time. And Dean's like, "What?" And mm-hmm. Sam's like, "Well, you you you've done this before." And he's like, "What exactly gave you the idea that I had done this before?" And Sam is Sam is really honest with him. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, "I can't imagine you wanting something like this mm-hmm. and not going and getting it." And it just like blows Sam's mind that Dean has harbored this yeah. this lust for Sam. This is, I mean, it's love, but. We're talking about the lust in this moment, mm-hmm. and not gone and tried to try to do anything with anybody else. And Dean's like, nope. And I, I think it. that again makes it a very specific Sam and Dean situation. Like, I mean, you could argue then that you know, I, I mean, whatever might be going on with Dean in this particular situation, like, there's no other guy that he would be this attracted to. He's curious about it and he he watches things i think because he's got these feelings of sam and mm. he doesn't necessarily 
there's a, there's that machismo thing, right? Like, you know, well, I can't, I wouldn't do something like this or probably like a John thing behind, behind the situation too, like in his mind that, you know, yeah, he wouldn't go out and, 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 and get that anyway. So it's, it's just that, that little piece of information was just like, oh, like, you know, okay. He hasn't, he hasn't with any other guy. It's just Sam. Just the Sam. That was a big like mic drop moment for me too. Like, oh, you know, and I think that's what makes it so, I mean, we could go on and on about it, but that's what makes it so very, their bond is so great. And I think this, I think this story just does an amazing job helping them put the pieces back together. And Sam, then Sam questioning himself too, like looking back at his own self, like was, was there any point when I might have been and I didn't realize it or I didn't understand it, that I could have been feeling the same feelings, but he doesn't recall anything. And their memories, Sam's memories don't don't keep, Sam's memories of the events are still back to he'd gotten heat stroke and all that. So nothing that they seem to be doing is changing that. The initial memories, their, their memories from before of 1996, even though they're doing all of these things with you know, young Sam and Dean and all of that, nothing seems to be changing. And that's when I was, I started thinking about, you know, the fact that whenever the angels seem to bring, whether it's past or, or future, they don't seem to be able to change the past. And I was like, well, so if that's, you know, that would be why the original timeline is sticking the way it's sticking, but then it doesn't make sense. I'm like, you know, they're actually interacting with themselves. There's a whole bunch of other things. There's a whole bunch of other circles and stuff. I think that they keep getting into. And again, more and more information. I wanted to ask you because in one of the mentions in one of the Dean Dean chapters, I think the authors, you know, calls Dean an unreliable narrator. But I I didn't get that. I I got, I just got that he was fronting. Yeah, I didn't, didn't, you know, I didn't get unreliable narrator from that. But yeah. I think that may be what they were driving at. Yeah. How Dean is trying to portray things mm-hmm. is not necessarily accurate because mm-hmm. he is fronting. He is trying to be like, no, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. You know, because at first I was like, to- oh, maybe he has had experiences and he just hasn't said anything to Sam. Because then I could see unreliable narrator, unless he's talking about the past and just trying to refashion it a certain way in his mm. head. But I don't get that. I get all of the angst from Dean and get all of the, this is what I was trying to not do or, or hold, you know, hold back. So I don't know. I didn't get as much unreliable narrator as just all the, all the, all the poor feelings for, for Dean and what he was going through um, when he was mm. younger. So I don't know. I just, I just was wondering if you, if you, if you caught something that I missed, maybe. Um, no, I didn't. happens. I- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't particularly. I didn't particularly find Dean to be an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's he is trying to manipulate the past to look the way he wants it to look, and trying to explain it away. And no, yeah. it wasn't this; it was this. Mm-hmm. You know, because he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be confronted by this. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. want this. If if he'd had his way, this would never have happened. Sam yeah. would never have known. He would have taken it to his grave. Yeah. And it is it it does end up actually being young Dean 
that um, burst that bubble completely yeah. um, by fessing it up to Sam and being like, look, he's being an asshole because he's in love with you. Mm-hmm. And he's scared to death to take that step because what if you reject him, you know? And it's 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 deeper, it's deeper than that because it's it's not so much what if Sam just rejects him off the bat, it's what if Sam agrees and then changes his mind. Yeah. yeah. Dean's always gonna feel like he pressured Sam into it. Like, you know, he forced Sam's hand in some way. Yeah. And young Dean does does fess all that up to to older Sam who's like, Yeah, you know what, I actually got tracks. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But we're we're still we're still making our way up the mountain. Little Sammy's still getting pissed off that you know everyone keeps sending him away to have conversations. Mm-hmm. Young Dean is trying to play matchmaker between Sam, Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm. Dean's trying to avoid every bit of this, mm-hmm. and Sam's just like, yeah, maybe you know. Mm-hmm. And I think Sam Sam attributes his um, blaseness to the lust as well. Mm-hmm. He's like he. He's examining his own feelings, but he is aware that he's examining them in an intoxicated state. Mm-hmm. You know, because Dean Dean puts that at him quite a few times. You're just horny and just go jerk off. You don't want this, so it it leaves it leaves me in an interesting quandary of how much is how much is real and how much is is just the the interference of the place. Yeah, yeah. Because but then we, in the middle you know, of it, they get intoxicated. Then that's the next thing. They start to get intoxicated. And then there's another whole layer to that. Yeah. So they're getting out of the the lust and into the intoxication. And there they're seems getting, to be like residual yeah. <laughs> there's leftovers of that. Yeah. Yeah. But they're getting they're getting close to close to the the top of the mountain now. Where what they think they're going for is some kind of Mormon um Shit, like a point. compound yeah mm-hmm. well, yeah like a compound like a commune kind of thing mm-hmm. and they think that this this pagan god kills this everybody in in this this compound and that's what they're there to stop mm-hmm. so they're they're, aw- they're aware of a time limit on this and as they get further up the mountain things are getting really weird now so mm-hmm. little sammy loses their map mm-hmm. which is nobody can figure this shit out mm-hmm. Nobody can figure out why this might have happened. And some little Sammy starts acting weird. He starts acting creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's creepy, Sammy. It is. It's creepy, Sammy. Sandra's, Sandra's notes are, younger Sam is getting creepy in the intoxication <laughs> circle. What's up with that? I don't like creepy kids. Which is something that I would say, because one of my rules for horror movies in my house is, I won't watch anything that's got clowns in it. Although I have broken that rule because I did watch the remake of it and I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I did fucking and then I went back and watched the second one and I was I don't know why I did this. I didn't enjoy the first part of this. Why have I done this? So I don't watch shit with I don't watch shit with clowns. Mm-hmm. But you can you can get me to bend on that one. But the one you will never get me to bend on is creepy children, mm. possessed children, ghost children, children being creepy in mm-hmm. any way. No, I have children. I know what it's like to wake up at 3 a.m. with a face next to yours standing by the bed mm. or to not be facing and to just wake up on and, you know, like, you know, when someone's watching you mm-hmm. and then to, to have that feeling and roll over and be like, what? what? I know what that's like. I don't seek that out as entertainment. Now, I didn't particularly find 
little Sammy to be that creepy. But it, it he, he was like, he kept like disappearing and Dean was having hallucinations about like that that part was creepy when yeah the, with with Sam and young Sammy and Dean which it was him it without that part wasn't a hallucination like but then he got snapped like he got shoved off and there was a totally yeah. different you know attitude about yeah. it but it was it was almost like somebody else was like you know on the strings, strings. yeah, yeah, that—that yeah. that was that was what it was. Sam Dean falls behind. I think he wants. I think he wants a bit of time to himself. Yeah, because Sam's just been all over. <laughs> yeah, he's like, just leave me alone, fucking hell. And he gets he gets turned around in the forest, and he gets so he's he's tracking them through the forest, which I think mm-hmm. is one of Dean's talents that we very rarely saw in the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I have to figure like he's probably a good a good tracker. But Sam Sam's not like. Little Sammy sort of like meets him halfway and kind of like comes on to him and like you know like sits on his lap and starts taking taking a shot off and Dean like freaks completely and just like shoves him off mm-hmm. and that's when Sam sort of like Sammy maybe Sam well so he like says something to, to him, him. Like, yeah he says something to him like you'll you'll take care of me when where you, you'll make sure I'm safe when or it's time like that. yeah or yeah. when it's time yeah some weird like weird stuff and it's just like what weird, is going on like, yeah creepy child. Prophecy, yeah. Like, it's just, it's all, it's all weird. It's all weird. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. So he, he, like, after that, he collars young Dean, and he's like, "You don't let him out of your sight. Do not. You keep an eye on him. Do not let him leave." And he was like, "I didn't let him leave. We turned around, and he was gone." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's get, it's getting weird. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that particular one wasn't a hallucination, but I'm sure there is one that is a hallucination. Um, I just know there were like points where like Dean, like Sammy was outside of the tent like one night and just kind of like didn't respond to him. And I don't even know if he turned around. It was just, it was weird. Like his behavior was weird. I don't think he hallucinated it's those things. Weird. I think he just, yeah. his his interactions with him were, there was something different going on than the usual yeah. Sammy. Yeah. So we're we're getting up to the, the peak of the mountain now and we've still got this... Season five, Sam and Dean trying to, Sam's trying to get Dean to talk. And Dean's like, no, 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 no. Not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Young Sammy's going weird. And then on top of all that, they're also like, so how are we going to kill this thing? Yeah. Dean's like, how, how do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Young Dean is like, how do you kill a pagan god? And they're like, uh, we're just going to set it on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, might work, might not. But we'll find out when we get there. Young Dean is not happy with this plan, by the way. He's mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not what he wants to do. He's like, I would like a, a better plan. And they're like, well, we don't have one. So yeah. <laughs> and they've they've got like they've got this idea. They've lost the map, but they're man- they're managing to figure out like where they need to go and and what's gonna happen and stuff. And then we get to to the summit, to the peak. Little Sammy just takes off. And they have a plan and they're going to be like stealthy, stealthy and go in and, you know, try and just, just catch it. They took like kerosene with them for this yeah. reason. The the one thing that happens though before, like everybody's so not paying attention to Sammy because it's at this point where this is, this is where the kiss happens. This is where oh young Dean has another, like, cause they've, again, you, you go back and forth, you, you get into Dean's head in a chapter and they're, they're in the tent. They start talking. 
And, you know, Dean's just like, and Sam's like, well, why, why do you never start? Why do you never, why do you never instigate? Why don't, why aren't you starting? And he doesn't really cop to, mm-hmm. you know, reasons why that happens later with, with young Dean. Um, and then they, they wake up that morning. And I think Dean does, he is the one that, that starts it um, first. And mm. they, they battle, they, it, it comes to a head again. They start arguing again. Dean walks off. No, everybody's forgotten about Sammy because Dean, because young Dean goes back and talks to Sam. And then I, I think it's that um, where Sam just like runs, runs to find Dean. And it's just like, do you trust me? And, mm. you know, Dean I says, yes. And I think that's like the kiss, right? That's like the kiss. Then that's like the big toe. And then yeah. <laughs> we're Sammy. I think that, that conversation might be when young Dean is like, he's an already fucking mm-hmm. idiot. Mm-hmm. That's why he's being like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's like the big, like the big crescendo bit yeah. of yeah. that side of the story. Mm-hmm. And then we're on top. And Sam takes off, they lose the element of surprise. They're like, ah, oh, fuck. And then when they get there, everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're too late. Mm-hmm. Fuck, now what? And that's when it all comes together. And it's fucking masterful. Mm-hmm. Because the things with Zachariah and the things with Cass, it's season five. Mm-hmm. They could just be fucking with shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're not. Mm-hmm. There's Zachariah with Sammy. And he villain monologues like a fucking champion. He does. He does. It's a fair play to this author. It is a gold yeah. star villain monologue. It is. About how they figured out that they're never going to get Sam and Dean. Uh, well, they're never going to get Dean to say yes. So Dean's they sent Michael them back sword. in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're going to they're gonna kill little Sammy. So Dean grows up broken. Mm-hmm. And then he will be begging them to help them this, well, Zachariah this is just like it's like you guys have got to pick one it's one sam it's one of these sams has got to go yeah. like situation yeah yeah mm-hmm. either either it's going to be 2005 sam and dean will just break because he's dead mm-hmm. or it's going to be 96 sam and dean's going to grow up broken mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so you got to pick one and like zach zachariah is using all his angel powers to keep them all pressed down and there's blood and, and it's a whole thing I think he's going to make Dean do it, isn't he? Yeah. So Sammy, Sammy has been in like, sort of like this catatonic state, right? Like I I think even him going up there was because of probably just the pull from Zachariah or whatever to get up there. So he finally sort of like breaks out of her. Zachariah like breaks him out of it and starts, starts monologuing a little bit more about what's going on and says, you know, the worst thing I could have him do would be to kill you, you know, himself. So we're going to, that, that, that would literally make sure he's, so utterly broken that he had yeah. he would have no choice but to say yes uh to becoming the with Michael the great sword. with the great line it can't be anything good therapy can fix mm-hmm. yeah which is you know yeah. masterful villainy yeah yeah and i forgot how bad of a i mean i, I never liked zachariah but he's just so such an asshole so horrible in this and yeah and then and then he ends up he ends up telling young Sammy about the feelings that Dean's had for him. Yeah. And, you know, and Dean is just like, they're all crumpled on the floor, all in pain. And young Dean is struggling to try to tell Sam not to listen, 
no, Sammy. It's not true. You know, it's not yeah. true. Then Zachariah kind of manipulates him up. I love that the author took so many things that have happened in the show and kind of like just distilled it into sort of this big, like, cause I keep thinking about Chuck manipulating Eileen to have to go and like cut out the part in Sam that connected Chuck to Sam. So I like, mm. I, I get all of these different things and about how they were probably going to have the same sort of revelations in heaven towards the end, like different revelations. And it's, it's happening in this time travel, you know, sort of moment and all of this stuff that keeps coming up again and again. And yeah, so Dean is going to have to stab Sammy and, and kill him, young Dean. And they're hoping, because at this point they've, they've, they feel like they've made enough connection. They feel that Cass knows something's wrong because Cass has come in like at another point in another one of the walkie talkies. So they, they think that Cass is like, if they pray to him enough, he's going to be able to locate them or whatever. So they're holding out on, on that being a thing, you know, that Cass is going to come. And I think what ends up happening is Dean's Dean's getting ready to stab Sam. I don't know if Cass has come in at that point yet or not, but I know that there's a situation where the knife, you tell me, do you think Dean did that to himself or do you think it just happened accidentally where he just slices himself open on his, on his arm and starts bleeding out? Let me go back and have another look. Because I always question that. I'm like, was he just finally like, I've got to, I've just got to do this. Was he, I myself? think, I think he might've been fighting so hard that it just went back that way. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and the, when the rubber band snapped a little as bit. It was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just, it went back. We'll, I, I'm pretty sure too, but I was just like, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have surprised me if Dean was, you know, trying to sacrifice himself, you know, yet again, that way. But it, it didn't seem like he'd done it on purpose, but I was just, you just never know. But yeah, I could, I could understand then him fighting back and, you know, the pull. And then if, if there was just a small spot where Zachariah like lost the connection or ability to have them do his bidding, it could have just happened on reflex where he just went back with the knife. But basically slices himself just like from wrist to it's It's a, yeah. Well, it's, it's an accident Mm -hmm. because Zachariah's, monologuing about how it's going to be like this and and older sam is like we're not losing our memories you're not changing the timeline mm-hmm. this is not what's happening and in that moment zachariah loses focus on controlling dean mm-hmm. um so dean's like kind of just like yanked the knife mm-hmm. away to to get it because i think it was like pressed into sam's chest mm-hmm. so he's just done anything to get it away and he's his hand slipped yeah. and he's, he's caught himself. Mm-hmm. So Dean, and we're not, we're not talking like a little bit. We're talking like no. young Dean has opened himself from wrist to elbow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of blood. Yeah. And that's when Cass chimes in. That's mm-hmm. when Cass appears and there's a fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So obviously Dean goes, <laughs> Dean goes down like a sack of spuds. Mm-hmm. Little Sammy goes, goes with him, you know, like trying to just like, you know, stop the bleeding, cover the wound. Cass, Sam and Dean are fighting Zachariah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sam saves the day, makes an angel banishing sigil with mm-hmm. blood from his hand, tells Cass to go, banishes Zachariah. And then, oh, fuck. Yet again, Dean is dying. Did Cass get away in time or has he been banished? They need mm-hmm. him to come back yesterday 
to heal Dean. Yeah. And the author keeps you on this pinprick. Yeah. It feels like for so long on this knife edge, is it going to, have they gone through all this and Dean's still going to die? Mm-hmm. And if he dies, what happens? And young you know? Dean is just like, are you okay, Sammy? Are you okay? Like he's still yeah. worried about Sammy. And I'm just like, <laughs> and Sammy's just like, just bawling his eyes out. And it's just like, you know, I can't remember if there isn't any discussion. I don't know if he asks him. I can't remember as he's dying. Like, you know, is it true? And I think, isn't that the thing? Like, I think not in so many words, but Dean, young Dean does tell him, I think right as he's like, he could be on his deathbed, like not in so many words, but enough that he says it, that Sam understands that what Zachariah had said was true, you know, Mm -hmm. that he is, he is in love with Sammy. And then Cass comes back. That's not that doesn't happen when Dean is still bleeding out. It doesn't? It happens after? It's after. Okay. So what happens is Cass comes back in the, in the nick of time and heals, heals Dean. And he explains to them that he, he, he knew that they'd gone. He knew Zachariah had something to do with it, but it was all warded. He couldn't find them. So he was just trying to, you know, trying to get through, trying to, trying to break down the the wall effectively Mm -hmm. to get to them. And you know, Spanish career and and Sam and Dean, older Sam and Dean ask Cass, like, what happens now? What happens to them? Mm-hmm. And Cass goes, well, they grow up, they're you. And everyone's like, what? And that is when Cass drops the bombshell, which is, mm-hmm. oh, it's a time travel fix. So you don't expect to be surprised by the ending of it. But I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. it's always. It's always this. They always get sent back to 1996 and they do this thing. They have this showdown. There's only one timeline. This always happens. Cass always comes in and saves the day Mm -hmm. and just takes the kids' memories away. Mm -hmm. And they think that they attempted this trip and they were unprepared. Sam got heat stroke and then they had to leave. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's always been, it's always been this way. So that happens. Poor Sam. He's like, we forget everything. We forget this whole week. Mm-hmm. You know, the people, the people in the in the compound, they always die. Yeah. Sam and Dean in 2009 will remember. But 1996, Sam and Dean won't. They will yeah. just think the hunt goes wrong. Yeah. And it's it's after that that they they ask for some time. And Cass mm-hmm. is you can have a few minutes. And it's in those few minutes that they sort of say, it's in those few minutes that Dean gives little Sam the dog that he's whittled mm-hmm. on the journey mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And the yeah. cycle comes comes again which is you know it's oh it's so nice i don't think sam actually does does ask dean if it's if it's true Uh, i'm skimming i'm skimming over it now see i feel like something was just like something was expressed but it wasn't like oh here it is okay so 
Sammy, all snot and tears, looked up from the knife and into the younger Dean's face, only a couple feet from his own. He said, do you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sammy. Please. That wasn't, no. There was no sense in lying at the end. Yeah. I knew that. So they... I, I was wrong yeah. and I had misinterpreted that. Yeah. 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 So that's like, like, that's as close to Dean basically being like, well, I'm not going to tell you no, you know, but, you know, and then I think they only yeah. have those few minutes to kind of like. Because that's, that's out. before, mm-hmm. that's, be- that happens before Dean manages to wrench the knife away. So that's, this is going to be Zachariah's big soul crushing moment. Mm-hmm. But Sam's going to die knowing mm-hmm. that Dean wants him in what heaven considers to be a, mm-hmm an impure way yeah and this this is going to be this big crushing moment yeah yeah and then they have Cal says they've got a few minutes and they have a conversation and they're all like well I don't know what to say Mm -hmm. um but he gives Dean gives Sam Sammy the uh the little dog Mm -hmm. and Cass comes and says you know it's it's okay it's going to be fine you're going to wake up back in the house with John Seven days ago, none of this has happened for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam and Dean, you back in they're in North Dakota in 2009. It's called, <laughs> and then that's it. But that's not it. No, it's an epilogue. No. And the epilogue is hands down like one of my favorite parts. So they go back, and it's a bit. It's weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What do you say when you've just spent a week with your your younger selves mm-hmm. and you've had all these revelations and oh was it real or was it you know was it just just Zachariah's manipulation you know what yeah. what was it so they kind of they have they stay in the motel in South Dakota mm-hmm. and they have a day to themselves and they just drink and eat and watch shit TV mm-hmm. and they're dancing around the topic mm-hmm. of what had happened yeah it's I, I love it yeah I love it and no. I love the way that Sam is like because Sam can openly admit he's like I miss them mm-hmm. and Dean's like you can't miss them they're us we're here yeah he's like no I'm I miss him it's okay for you to miss them as well because I think you probably would bond with your younger self yeah in a situation like that you know as annoying as annoying as Dean felt that they were he still bonded with them you know like I think even if he was annoyed with himself he was still and just like young Dean would never admit you know if if he still had the memories that he was going to miss them you know like he would he would Mm. he would he would slash that off too and be like no I don't miss them yeah you know and I think Mm -hmm. I think if you could go back all those years, you'd you'd want to say all the things that you needed to hear mm-hmm. at that time in your life, and then it would it would all be for naught in the end because mm-hmm. you you wouldn't you wouldn't remember being told all the things you needed yeah. to hear. Yeah. So I imagine that's you know that's that's kind of kind of a gut punch. But um, they kind of they just mope around the motel like all day and, and drink. And Sam Sam is over this. Sam is like, nope, they would not want us to do this. They mm-hmm. would be pissed if they knew that we were sulking in a motel room after everything that that we went through. Mm-hmm. Get up, we're going out. Mm-hmm. They're in pajamas. Dean's in his pants. Dean's this in is his crucial. boxers, I think. 
Yeah, Dean's yeah. in his boxers and a shirt. I think Sam's in, in sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And Sam just gets the keys to the Impala and is like, come up, we're going for a drive. He's like, don't Which you drive my car. He's like, you are not driving my car. Scene. Yep. Sam's getting in the Impala and Dean is standing in the doorway of the motel going, don't drive my car. Get out of my car. Don't you drive my car. And Sam's mm-hmm. like, I'm driving it. You getting it? Mm-hmm. And it's great. And I know... I think it's always implied that Sam might be a slightly better driver than Dean. <laughs> Just like maybe a little bit. But what actually happens is it's a is they're in the middle of a blizzard in North Dakota, mm-hmm. and it's a really big deal. And Sam, he his plan is to drive down the road. The roads are empty, mm-hmm. and he's going to drive down the road. And as he's driving down the road, Dean's like, "Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Now turn the car around. Get out." Mm-hmm. So Sam's just gonna gonna turn the car around like really big semicircle in the middle of the road and just drive back to the hotel. And then what happens is nope. like he crashes into a snowbank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dean loses all of his shit about it. And it is oh my god, it's so good. It is but it's so the cutest good. because like Sam Sam shuts him up by by kissing him, and then they finally yeah. like have their I think I guess you would say like proper kiss like in the in it back in you know the real world and stuff like that and yeah it's, no, it's just it's, it's Dean that kisses Sam is it Dean because he's because yeah. he's so upset <laughs> he's just so upset <laughs> so they just say it's uh Sam's it's gonna, a great line it's snowing, yeah I remember it's snowing really hard mm-hmm. and he's just going to turn around the intersection. And he loses the car on the ice. Mm-hmm. And Dean reacts to this perfectly by grabbing hold of him. Mm-hmm. So Sam's trying to like control the the you know the the spin of the car. And we're talking about a 67 Chevy. Yeah. It's got no, it, it don't have ABS, doesn't mm-hmm. fucking anything. Mm-hmm. It's manual to the car, this baby. So she skids out on him. Um and she like goes nose first into a snowbank. <laughs> And Dean's response, like, it's quiet for a minute. And then Dean goes, very quietly, you crashed my car. <laughs> Sam's going, I bumped it gently into a snowbank. You crashed my, it was a bump. It's not even. And then Dean, Dean kissed him. him. It's yeah. the cutest. Yeah. It is the cutest. Genuinely the cutest. And they, they have they have a nice kiss in the in the front seat. And Sam's like, I have wanted to do that all day mm-hmm. Dean responds I've wanted to do that for 15 years yeah. but it's the fucking cutest yeah it, it is. is the cutest it is it is the cutest and then and then there's just a whole you lot know, of great smut after after yeah. that a very very romantic smut and very so like Dean you know giving in which I think he normally does to Sammy too but giving in mm. and they're just, it's really nice. It's a really, it's a really lovely story. It's all the things, you know, I think we, we want happiness for the boys yeah. and their happiness, I think is each other. And even if it's going to be, I think Sam says something or has a line in his thoughts where it's like, you know, I can't imagine being like this all the time with him, but you know, he, he wants to, he wants to know what it would be like you know, if they like the things they can do, like when they're on a hunt now or are 
possibilities or like times they'll be able to skip away and do this or, or do that. Or, 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 you know, like once the, the, the romantic part of it starts to just become dampens a little bit and they are just with each other and that's stuff that they want. And again, like, I think Dean's overall fear, like, well, what if you don't want this anymore and I'm still stuck with it? You know, like that's the thing. And it's that running away. And that's like that season one Dean of going, I just want my family together, Sam. I just want us together. And all of those themes of the show distilled into this like beautiful little love story between these very gorgeous men that have a lot of baggage, but I think can handle the baggage when they're, when they're together and when they trust each other. And it's really nice. It's really nice. I'm so glad that, um, I'm so glad we got the recommendation for so many reasons. It's, it's, it's a story that'll stick with me. The, the time travel thing really did mess me up for a little while. Cause this morning I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm like, I get that it's a loop. I'm like, but you know, is there going to be a one version of young Sam and Dean that keep getting brought back to start over again and start over again and then just other stuff offshoots? I'm like, Sandra, stop thinking about it. <laughs> <It's too much. laughs> Don't do that to your brain. Don't do that to your brain. But yeah, I um, I did love the twist about, like I said, I was figuring like, well, nothing can change. How does it, how does that work out? And then I was like, oh, the dog, the dog is going to come. It was lovely. Such that just this little this little thing. And the, the idea that Dean does this because he has nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. They can only they can only walk so long. They're not Superman. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's mm-hmm. no there it's 1996. There's no fucking internet. Mm-hmm. Or if there is, it ain't it ain't in your pocket you know mm-hmm. there's nothing to do mm-hmm. so he just falls back on just creating something well they made hands. they made the comment that i think the first time the first time he starts whittling is actually when bobby shows him how to do it and it's when sam has gone away to college like so that's yeah. like when he starts doing it yeah I'm, I'm just i'm trying to find the 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 mention where sam sam talks about the statue it was one of the many pieces of ephemera they found on their travels, things a kid's sticky fingers picked up and then discarded just as easily. Kitsch that other motel guests left behind in drawers, things they found on park benches, mindless gifts. Sam toted the poorly made wooden dog statue through 20 states in his mid-teens. Uh, so just like knowing that that was with him, you know, and it was, it was Dean's. You know, Dean had made that for him. He was like, yeah, my luck talisman thing, the fat dog. And yeah. he's like, that's not why you're making it. He's like, no, I don't remember yours. Yeah. Something important about the fabric of space time and his lucky fat dog. But Dean's eyes left his and dropped to his mouth into his chest and back up. <laughs> and suddenly it seemed like they were sitting a lot closer than they had been. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hats off to this author. All the things. Do, do they have more stuff? I mean, I'm assuming they've, yeah, they they've written more things. Okay. Okay, because I'll do. be they've written. I'll be reading their things. I've read um, another one of their fix, which is called "Blood Sacrifice: Sex Magic" type of thing, mm-hmm. which is about Sam curing Demon Dean with a mm. um, sex magic ritual, sex magic, okay. and that was fucking amazing. Okay, and it was so good. 
I'm like, I'm looking down the rest of their fix now and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to read all of the bloody hell. <laughs> you know, because um, I just, they just have such an amazing way with words. Yeah. I you think know? that's what I, so it's like, to me, this is a perfect example of the kind of fic that uses canon so beautifully to just embellish it even more and bring out things that are just right there if you choose to look at it, you know? And I think that's where I think sometimes people have to get up, give up the hang up of um, Wincest in the overall context of things. You know, it's like, this is a story about two extraordinary brothers who are having to deal with life and death and to the world stuff and have the weight of the world on their shoulders. And it, it gets very almost um, myth, you know, myth-like in, in some, mm. in some respects. And I think that's, that's where you have to understand them to get that. Yeah. I, I really, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it. Like, thank you, dreamer for giving me another person to <laughs> consider on the very like echelon of like great, great Wincest great ones as yes. others so it is it is and i mean we've summarized a lot of the plot here but if you didn't heed the warning at the beginning now you've heard us talk about it you have to go and read it there is so much we did we did no justice to it at all like again no. there's there's so much to it that we couldn't even and get I think, into any of it and the way that the author expresses things is just magical so yeah i'm i'm curious though if this if this came to you after you'd read it, everything, and you don't realize it until the end, until the scene, the smut scene at the end of the last chapter. Mm -hmm. Did you get the feeling that when you compared the two, everything that had happened in the forest was kind of hazy? Like it had that kind of, that heat haze mm -hmm. about it mm -hmm. and what happened well, yeah, that's In why I was saying like the, the temperature clear. is very like the, the cold, I think just because I think I'd made mention of it because one of my notes was talking about it kind of felt like Dante's Inferno, like, you know, like going through the levels of hell and stuff like that to like reach, reach the yeah. end and something that I had read about. I've never read Dante's Inferno, even though I've heard it's, it's great. I just, I, I don't, I don't know if I could, but that slog at the end, at the end, there's it's cold, I think. So I was like, you know, I, I found it interesting that then they got back into cold, cold temperature, even mm. if it wasn't cold on the mountain, it was cold. So cold, I, a cold is like a shock to your system, right? It wakes, it, it, it can wake you up. It, it kind of like brings all your senses kind of back where, yeah, hot heat, it kind of makes you very, they've had all these other things occur with them, but it keeps me like sluggish and kind of like, you don't really know kind of what's going on you you could you could um sleep sleep a day away you know like in in the heat if you're not careful kind of stuff and like that that's sort of like yeah the hay stuff was definitely I, I like that they contrasted it so much with the opposite temperature for them to be just they were their own heat in that room like yeah it wasn't working and so kind of everything was just brought to the surface in terms of feelings and senses and i i like that a lot i also like there was a moment in the smut where i can't remember what was happening something smutty was happening and dean was like well you know that you know you know those moments when you're with a chick and 
you know, yeah. you kind of got like <laughs> limp dick, drunk, like dick. Drunk, drunk dick. And, you know, you kind of have to get yourself going again. And he's like, you know, I would think of you, you know, he whispered it like he, he was like the way it was like whispered quick, but like, I would think of you like, you know, and that yeah. would get him going again. And it's like, Hmm. I liked to the thought that it wasn't a hard leap for Sam after knowing the information that he knew, you know, and he was like, it was kind of like, it was just, it was wiped away because I really do feel like in that small moment when Sammy knew whatever discussion they had, which you don't get to hear. Mm. I don't think, I, I don't think, I don't think Sammy would have said to him, Dean, you know, I'll, I'll never stop loving you or like, you know, as whatever a 13 year old can say in that moment would have eased his brother's mind, even though they were going to lose that, you know, it's kind of like giving mm. him a little bit of hope that, because sometimes things stick, you know, and little things yeah. might stick in the back of your head. And that, that little needling, like something's, something's a little off or I, why do I feel this way? So it, it's not a big, it's not a big stretch, you know, when Sam's back home, you know, to mm-hmm. embrace everything I think, that he learned there. I think Dean, Dean mentions it though. He's like, do you remember? Did you feel the same way? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, I don't know. Yeah. I think I loved you as much as it is possible for a 13 year old to mm-hmm. love somebody. But mm-hmm. that aspect of it, yeah. I don't know. I was 13. Yeah. And I, I do like the fact that you, you know, like you say, what sticks, what doesn't stick? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's just they, like, ah, oh, it's just, it's just another level of their relationship, you know, because he keeps saying yeah. things again, like it's Dean, it's Dean, you know, it's, it's always, it's Dean, like, you know, it's just, it's him. And I think I might've, did I highlight something towards the end? Hold on. Sorry. I'm like, I love technology. I never, I never <laughs> get stuff right. There was space in him that would always be for Dean and vice versa, primordial blood. This wasn't so different. And then there was another one. Oh, when they're um, like when they're at the end of their their lovemaking, as I will call it, this got me crying. Um, oh no! No, Ooh. Dean hooked an arm around Sam's neck and mumbled, "There you go," pressing his mouth to Sam's wet hair. I got you. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> I just started crying oh. because it's like you know, th- no matter what their relationship is, this thing that you can't really explain, and it's just beautiful you know in so many ways so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so when an author can get you to cry good fucking job (laughs) yeah good job good job yeah i have no more words (laughs) i think we've been talking about this for an hour and a half or more oh that's pretty that's pretty good for us that's pretty pretty good good so i mean obviously we have sold you on pine sweat go read it tell us what you think guys Yes, please, please let us know. Please let us know comments. We want, we definitely want comments about this one. Yes. So if you, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to wrap this up. If you want to reach out to us, um, you can email us at idling in the Impala at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at idling in the letter D Impala. If you'd like to make your voice a mail, check the description for a link to send us a voice message. You can find links to our personal socials and our AO3 accounts in the description. And there's also a link to my author website and original fiction. Woo, author website. We also have our own website now. So go check out idlinginthimpala.com. 
that is where you will find all of our merch and there's youtube stuff spotify stuff and some like behind the scenes info about me and sandra uh, videos that we can't publish to youtube and spotify stuff like that so go check it out we would love to hear from you don't forget to like subscribe follow and leave us a comment if you wanna especially if you are listening or watching on youtube uh likes and comments really help us with the youtube algorithm all hail its benevolence also because this came up um recently and i have only just thought about it. if you listen to us um you just listen to the audio wherever you might get your podcast from and you want to leave a comment and you can't because that's not an option on Spotify. We do have a YouTube channel. You can just come and leave a comment on YouTube. If you don't want to do that, just send it to us on Twitter. You know, there are multiple ways to reach out to us. Don't feel like just because you're listening to an audio version of the podcast on Spotify that you can't reach out to us. Please do. Please. Yeah. And we want you, to hear what you've got to say. Yeah. If you do listen to us on Spotify, there is usually a and a question that you could find at the bottom that says, you know, what did you think of this episode? So if you're on it there, um, I think with Spotify, you should be able to do that too. So you can always just, if it, there, there are many ways, so just, just, just check it out. But yeah, worst comes to worst YouTube. But if you're on Spotify, there should be a and a um, I think it's attached to every episode. So just whatever comment you want to leave us, we will we will catch it that way too. But yeah, voicemail, email, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify. We are very accessible people. We are trying. Very accessible. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're done leaving a like and a comment, and if you haven't subscribed already, why not subscribe or follow, depending where you access your podcasts. Check out the current causes that we are championing in the description as well. And with that, we will say thank you very much for joining us in the back seat, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye bye.